0: Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahé. Today's episode is titled, Is Confusion to Blame for Our Stagnation? And in today's show, I talk about a deeper-rooted confusion that we might not even know exists, a confusion that's below the surface level. Um, Today's episode is inspired by Dr. David Burns, who I dive deep on three different quotes that he has in his teachings in cognitive behavioral therapy. There is so much benefit here if you feel like you may be at a stagnation point in your life. These teachings have helped me drastically in my own life and I'm excited to share them here with you today. So please focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everyone's having a great day today and I just want to take a second to thank you. Thank you for listening to the show, for supporting the show, and most importantly, thank yourself for taking the time out of your day to listen to something that may bring you value, um, to help you discover deeper insight and awareness. Um, into just how life works in general and how to help us out and navigate through life. You know, I'm obsessed and absolutely love learning about this stuff and really going deep in my own life. And I've utilized a lot of these tools and teachings in my own life. And what I'm trying to do here is just break it down in as a simple form as I can of all these benefits that I've digested and consumed um, through all the learnings and teachings that I've uh, kind of thrown myself at over the last few years. And it's really just my passion and I believe my purpose to implement all this stuff in my life and then to serve um, others and theirs as well. Because I think it's so beautiful and, and, and so uh, powerful, all these strategies and learnings. And I just want to help other people discover what I've discovered in my life. So today's episode is titled, Is Confusion to Blame for Our Stagnation? And if anyone knows me well, they know that stagnation and being stagnant is one of my biggest fears. And it's one of my biggest fears because I felt stagnant so long in my life and I always had that deeper burning desire to accomplish and achieve more and really live a life Uh, A full life, an exceptional life, you know, I had grandiose dreams and I want all that to manifest but I just felt like I was in this place of stagnation for so long and I've, I I really think that these, um, what I've been doing over the last few years has really uh, accelerated my, my growth and my learning curve and, and my advancement towards these goals and my growth um, but there, the, when we're when we're not moving and when we're not progressing, there tends to be a lot of confusion. And in today's show, I don't want to talk about just the obvious confusion where we're aware that we're confused, but I kind of want to touch on the more in-depth, below the surface level confusion that we might not even know persists and exists in our life and what sparked this topic for me was discovering and really diving into some cognitive behavioral therapy and psychotherapists reading there and listening to their content and what they have to offer i came across a guy named dr david burns and he talks about um eliminating confusion by getting on clear by getting clear on what the truth is and what your thoughts are doing so that's essentially you know cognitive behavioral therapy is analyzing our thoughts what are our thoughts doing our thoughts are usually what um trigger those negative emotions and really dictate uh what's how we're feeling and how we're showing up in life and um, I, I, want to touch on three quotes that I pulled from his, his teaching that I've kind of formulated this episode on. And the first quote is the discovery that you're wrong when you're depressed, that you're giving yourself unfair or wrong messages is the greatest discovery a human being can make. So that's a pretty profound statement. And I'm going to change, uh, when you're depressed that could mean when you're when you're being stagnant in this instance I think it can relate to being stagnant or when you're just not moving towards where you want to be or moving towards your goals so the discovery that you're wrong when you're depressed or when you're stagnant that you're giving yourself unfair or wrong messages is the greatest discovery a human being can make so you're believing your thoughts that aren't necessarily true Um, and, and he talks of a story of one of his clients, which I'll share with you. Um, there was, uh, a mother and a young daughter and this young daughter wanted to go out and play with, uh, with some neighborhood kids that, you know, she hadn't normally played with. And it was, I think it was at her curfew or past her curfew and, and her mom ended up letting her go and play. And what unfolded was that the girl ended up going, going outside and these neighborhood kids ended up having a pellet gun a loaded pellet gun and she ended up getting shot accidentally in the face with this pellet gun and it it did some severe damage and the daughter needed some reconstructive surgery and it was just this awful event and traumatic experience and um you know this was uh She needed to get surgeries, and she ended up getting some some PTSD from the experience. And what had transpired from that incident was the mother um, fell into a a deep depression for about nine years following that, in which the doctor, Doctor David Burns, found out that you know this nine years of depression was led and stemmed from this incident. And so, after or through working with her, um, she he really dialed down into the details and uh, you know found out that this mother was living with extreme guilt every day she would have these negative thoughts about why she was so guilty and how could she let her daughter go out and play and what if she didn't do this and she's replaying these thoughts literally every single day which was just perpetuating these uh, feelings these depressive feelings so those thoughts that were just um, replaying the situation, replaying how could she let her daughter do this now, this is all her fault, um, was just leading to this heavy, uh, guilty depression. And so when Dr. Burns really uh, got to the bottom of, okay, well, why are you, you know, why are you feeling so guilty and and, and, and what was your relationship with your daughter and, and why, you know, why, why are you having this guilt? And she, she said, well, I just, I just love my daughter so much and I just want the best relationship with my daughter, but because of that, I can't have that. So she just, way back nine years, she jumped to the conclusion that she could not have this. And, you know, what this depression is built on is actually a deep sense of love for her daughter. So there was a confusion of this guilt and this depression that got that manifest from this this uh, this awful incident. Um, but instead of actually latching to the thoughts that are true, which are I love my daughter and I really want to have a deep and profound relationship with my daughter, and instead of um, listening to those thoughts daily to create that, she was just leaning on these guilty uh, reoccurring thoughts of how could I do this? I'm a horrible mother. I've ruined my daughter's life. I can't have a relationship with her. And these were the thoughts that she was believing. So there was a misinterpretation of what the truth was. There was actually something beautiful here, but instead she was listening to the thoughts that weren't necessarily the truth. You know, it's not her fault that she got shot in the face with a a pellet gun you know, and, and and latching on to those thoughts for nine years, leading to this depression that just kept getting worse and worse and worse, all because there was a confusion of what the truth was. So I thought that was a pretty, pretty profound example. And, uh, you know, I've even carried examples of this confusion in in my life as well. You know, I had the thoughts that, I'm not smart enough or I'm not good enough to live that except, exceptional life that I mentioned that I want to live. You know, I have these I had these big dreams and have these big dreams and my my thoughts would always just tell me I'm not smart enough or I'm not good enough to do this. I'm just average. And those were the thoughts telling me this every day and that led me to my stagnation. But I never challenged those thoughts. I didn't even know that was a possibility. I would just go my day to day, just being stagnant, just living over and over again, living Monday to Friday over again and go have fun on the weekends. You know, that was my life. I was living in stagnation because I didn't, there was these thoughts that I wasn't challenging. There was, you know, I was, I was confused because I wanted these things, but my thoughts were telling me something else. But those were thoughts built on insecurities built based on circumstances from the past. That doesn't mean that's the truth for me now moving forward. And I realized that and I was able to conceptualize that idea and be able to redirect that. And now I believe and actively construct more empowering thoughts to think that I am enough, that I am smart enough, and that I am going to accomplish my dreams. I have the power of doing that because I am no longer left in my confusion to my aimless thoughts. I can, cont- I can take control of my thoughts by getting clear, by, by, by brushing away that confusion of um, just aimless thoughts dictating and manipulating my life Just like that mother's thoughts, which weren't the truth for her either, and led her to that depression. So, if you are feeling any type of depression, make sure you aren't listening to the wrong thoughts or the untrue thoughts. And there are tools and strategies to start believing in new thoughts. You know, that it's a process, and there's help out there. And if you need um, support and help, that exists out there. But if you are in that place of depression, just know that you might be listening to untrue thoughts. And there is a way out. And there is a way to create new thoughts and to create more hope to get to the other side. So the second quote I want to focus on from Dr. David Burns is he says, There's something that you're going to have to do that you're not going to want to do to get better. So the, he, he also uses as an example of, uh, you know, every time he asks clients, do you want to lose weight or get in shape? You know, 99% of people are always going to jump and raise their hand and say, yeah, you betcha. I want to I wanna lose weight. I want to be in shape. But again, there's some deeper rooted confusion here, which we don't normally always think of. Because to achieve those results, to lose the weight, get in shape, get a six pack, whatever it may be, we will need to exercise and have a healthy diet and a healthy lifestyle. But do you really want to lift heavy weights or go for long runs in our spare time and eliminate all the bad foods and the tasty foods you love to eat? Now, all of a sudden, we don't, uh, we might not be as excited to get in shape. We usually will just beat ourselves up and think there's something wrong with us uh, when we don't do it. So we all love the concept of, yeah, I want to get in shape. I want to lose weight. But we don't actually conceptualize what the work is going to take. We don't realize that the work to get there is actually probably not going to be enjoyable. And it's probably going to be difficult. We don't put that into light. We can get excited about the idea. But a lot of the times, it's really hard to get excited about the work. Um, that's why doing difficult tasks and doing hard things is so important, because that's what will always get us the results that we don't currently have. There's always going to be that work, but there's the confusion, and and we get confused because we want all these things. Just like me, I wanted those big dreams. I had these big desires, and. And, and we all usually want to get in shape but we don't know the process and we don't understand that that process is gonna inevitably bring challenges and conflict and difficulty and we want the results but don't incorporate the reality of it and so this is what will perpetuate negative thoughts that can lead to things like depression because we want all these things but then we don't understand why we don't have them and then we feel bad about them and it's easy to slide into that victim mode as to you know why is this so why do they all have this and why is it so much easier for everybody else but me it's so easy to latch on to those thoughts so we want these big shiny objects we want that fit body we want want to be healthy Um, but we might not fully understand what it takes to get there, therefore leaving confusion. You know, we want it, but we don't know how to get it, or we want it, but we don't know why we don't have it. And when we are confused, we usually don't know what to do and can't think fully or clearly. So to access clarity, to see beyond the confusion, in order to get past our roadblocks, we must be able to see a new perspective or have a new insight around that situation that we currently don't see or that we don't have. And this is a crucial step that is needed in order to take new actions that we currently aren't taking and probably ones you don't want to take. As Dr. David Byrne says, there's something that you're going to have to do that you're not going to want to do to get better and get better could be work through your depression get better could be getting healthier whatever it may be and i have a i have a story of uh (laughs) a direct story that i kind of had an epiphany when I was wanting to meet the right girl. So I was at a stage in my life where I wanted to meet the right girl and I was single for many years prior to this. And I had this epiphany, aka a new insight or a new perspective that came to me. And that was to do things differently that I had been doing before in regards to relationships, in regards to women, and, and I didn't want to do that because, you know, I, I thought that I needed to meet somebody that met all the checklists, that, you know, it needed, everything needed to go perfectly. Uh, I had this vision that meeting this person or the right person would just be flawless and easy and everything would go according to plan. And previously, anytime there was one mishap or something that didn't align right, I would just say and assume that, oh, this isn't the right one or this isn't the right person, therefore leading me uh, not with a relationship. And so I had this new insight or perspective that I had to do things differently. And although I did not want to, you know, I didn't want to do that, but I believed that I had to in order to get better or in this case, in order to meet the right girl, and um, literally uh, shortly after having this new insight, I I had met Jess, my current fiance. We've been together now for almost six years. We're getting we were supposed to get married this year, but due to COVID, we're getting married next year. Um, but you know, at the start of our relationship it would have, um, I wouldn't have followed through, to be honest. There were some things that didn't go as, you know, as I envisioned, as I had imagined. There were some boxes unchecked on that list. But I kept leaning back to that new uh, epiphany, that new insight, that new perspective of, hey, Joel, I need to do things differently in order to meet the right girl, in order to make this work. And I kept leaning on that and I kept reverting back to it every time there was something that I normally would have quit on and I just kept persevering and kept pursuing and it ended up turning into something amazing like the one of the best things in my life can you imagine if I didn't do something differently if I didn't uh do something I didn't want to do. Imagine if I just would have not done it because I didn't want to do it. But because I took those new actions, I received something amazing. One of the best things in my life. That's absolutely incredible. So that that relates to, to, to the confusion because usually we just stay in that confusion zone. We don't take the new actions to get out of it we just sit there Um, we just stay stagnant so I I thought that was a really useful quote to to incorporate into this episode and the third and final quote from Dr. David Burns is um, people subconsciously think that if their anxiety goes away that terrible thing will happen to you So again, this is kind of confusion and and uncertainty and I'll explain it in a second. But I just want to say that I think we can all agree that anxiety can really keep us stagnant or make us feel like we're paralyzed, like we're stuck. We're just scared to take new action. We're scared to do something different because there's so much fear or angst around that. As I've had a lot of that in my life as well. But the confusion portion of this, which ties into this episode, um, I'll, I'll use through a story of which again, Dr. David Burns had with one of his clients and he had a client who had OCD and she washed her hands over a hundred times a day, just absolutely excessively washing her hands because she was paranoid about germs and bugs. This was also before COVID, um, But he, Dr. David Burns, offered her this uh, imaginary magic button. And he said, okay, if you can, you'll be able to touch this magic red button. Just press the magic red button if you want all your anxiety and all this OCD to go away. And she said, oh, that's awesome. You know, I I would press it for sure. He said, would you press this button? She said, absolutely. Let me press that button. Let it all go away. And he said, okay, perfect. But before you touch the button... What would happen if all this anxiety went away? And she said, "Well, uh, you know, I wouldn't have to wash my hands anymore." But then, and he said, "Okay, well, what would happen if you don't wash your hands anymore?" And she says, "Well, um, I would, I would, I would get con- contaminated." And she starts spiraling down this negative thought pattern. She she thinks she'll get contaminated um, if she doesn't wash her hands, and then she'll touch her kids. Um, and then if, if if she touches her kids, then they'll get contaminated. And if they get contaminated, then they'll eventually get leukemia, like just absolutely spirals. And then she starts to cry and she starts to get emotional. And he asks, do you still wanna to touch that magic button? And she, while sobbing says, no, no, I don't wanna to touch the button anymore. And what was discovered here is that she actually thinks that her anxiety is protecting her and protecting her family and so sometimes we get confused and we we need we feel the need to keep this anxiety in our life because it's keeping us safe or because it's you know, we think it has some purpose, which in reality, it might carry some purpose, but we've just perpetuated it to a level that's so unhealthy and not serving us and leaving us stagnant or leaving us with those feelings of paralyzation. And so for me in my past, you know, the, the, I used to wake up every single morning with anxiety, you know, my, that tightness in my chest, dreading going to work and that fear and just Feel overwhelming feelings of anxiety every single day, and 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 when I worked through that, I realized that that was because oh, what if I don't know what to do at work, and what if I, what if that ends up leading me into getting fired or whatever, you know? And I would just have these negative thoughts that would just take me into these awful places. And what I realized that was stemming from it was a protector barrier from uh, me wanting to do a good job and succeed. And instead of just showing up with those thoughts and showing up to work saying, I'm gonna do a good job today, and I'm going to succeed today, you know, I was confused as to what that anxiety meant for me. It was actually in in reality protecting me and you know, its, it's intention might have been good and wanting me to do a good job and succeed, but it just spiraled and built into something that didn't serve me and that left me with uncomfortable feelings and emotions. But now I've been able to break that down through tools, uh, routines, processes, rituals um, that that now serve me and give me the thoughts that I want to have that put me in control. But without having that knowing, I was you know there was confusion around that. Although it had good intention, that confusion led to just perpetuating anxiety, making it feel worse and worse as it went and got built without. before I could disrupt it. Um, I, I had many times the anxiety to perform or whether that's public speaking or even recently in my coaching program. And that, that again, that anxiety is there to protect me or to try and, you know, protect me so I don't screw up, so I can, and and what I realized that was doing was the, it was, it was helping me so I can fit in, because I always had, I always wanted to fit in, I always wanted to be accepted, and this anxiety may have had the proper intention of helping me to fit in, and not get embarrassed, but again, it was almost this counteractive, counterproductive thing because the more anxiety I, I would get, the worse I would be at speaking. The, the less confident I would be, the worse I would perform. So it was a it was a counterproductive, counteractive thing going on until we can learn to break that down and formulate and populate new, beneficial, Thoughts, But we can't do that if we're sitting in that limbo of confusion and if we don't fully know what's going on. So subconsciously, as David Burns says, we think that our anxiety, uh, that if our anxiety goes away, that terrible things will happen to you um, subconsciously. So we're not aware of that. But once we can kind of breach into our subconscious and and really realize and Discover what's going on that gives us the ability to populate new thoughts and have a different perspective or have new awareness on the circumstance or the times we do feel anxious and formulate new beliefs in a new perspective in looking at that situation so those were the three quotes that i thought were extremely useful that kind of related to this confusion that we might have uh, below the surface layer in our lives. And there is four steps that I came up with that uh, that we can utilize to get more clear, to break free from this confusion. And first, as mentioned, we must seek. We must seek clarity to understand. That won't just happen. Clarity won't just happen. But we have to seek The clarity look for it be aware that something might be going on and let's look and seek for that clarity second we we have to find the truth or latch on to a new perspective insight interpretation or perception of the situation kind of like i had with that epiphany I don't know how that came about, but you know that re- that epiphany, that that new insight, resonated with me, and I was able to latch on to that new perspective, and that enabled me to take new action and not remain stagnant to achieve the result that I was looking for. Third, we need to implement new actions or habits that align with your new insight or percep- perception or perspective. That will enable us to think in a new way from what we were thinking before because we're taking new actions. We're turning that into a habit. And fourth, we need to repeat the actions to make them stick just like a habit. And again, we can discover tools, rituals, or routines and set those in, into our daily lives to help us to be those bumper, bumper lanes in our life to keep us progressing. And all of this is to reprogram our subconscious mind so there will be no more confusion. And again, I am actively, I've used these four steps in my life to achieve new results, to change old ways. Once I, once I realized and I was looking for clarity on why I was the way I was and I needed to change some things in my life, and then I implemented these four steps and I'm still actively working on the one that is intimacy and affection, and I, you know, it manifests in me being awkward or or making jokes to avoid the intimacy and affection in my life, where where I have with Jess, and it's protecting me from what I'm not comfortable with, um, and without doing these steps, there would be confusion as to why we don't have that in our relationship you know there would just be that underlying confusion oh there's just something missing or you know but i i had to really break it down seek clarity on why this is happening okay i understand why this is happening you know I never I never saw a, a relationship, my family, my, my mom and dad did not have that, that, that connection, that, that affection and intimacy. I never experienced or saw that in a relationship. And then when I progressed in life, you know, that was the thing that get, got made fun of with the boys. Oh, they're affectionate, that, that guy and girl, those couple, oh, that guy's whipped, you know, I, and then I just automatically had these beliefs that I was latching onto that do not serve me but i had to seek the clarity onto what the heck is going on here but that that's not going to do it you know i got to follow the other four steps so I need to, second step, I need to find the truth or latch on a new perspective. So not my new perspective and insight is that, hey, I want this in my life. I know this is going to benefit my relationship. It's going to bring more love and joy into our relationship. You know, this is something that's important for Jess. This ties into our bigger vision. So I found the truth, my truth of why I needed to um, change this, get, you know, um, and the third one, implement new actions and habits lot around this in which we are, Jess and I are doing and we have open discussion on, okay, what actions, what habits can we incorporate in our life so we can make this a reality. And then the fourth step is repeat these actions and pivot and maybe change um, in order to reprogram my subconscious. So you know this is stuff I'm actively working on, and if I if I wasn't working on it, I would be in that confusion, just into that murky confusion, um, and which would inevitably lead me to just staying stagnant, which is my biggest fear. Um, so yeah, but again, this this seems like an easy concept to to understand. But let me tell you, it, it is and was a lot of consistent, dedicated work to change myself and eliminate this confusion that is and was keeping me stagnant. And I believe coaching facilitates uh, a space to come up with these new insights awareness and to formulate necessary actions and I, as as mentioned, I, the past year I've been getting certified training um, to become a, a coach, and I'm almost done my coaching training, and will soon be accepting clients, um, and I'll actually be accepting clients for for a really reasonable cheap price because I, you know this is something new. I haven't really done it before, um, and and I'd love to work with people who might be experiencing some of the same similar difficulties that I have experienced. But I'm really interested in working with people who are motivated for change, who will take action, but are just maybe uncertain of what to do kind of where I was, you know, I was stuck in that stagnation, I wanted more, I wanted that above average life, I had these goals, I had these desires, but I didn't necessarily know how to get there and I didn't have someone to explore these insights and awarenesses to really what was going on and hey, how do I formulate an action plan and I need some help and accountability to get there. So that's something I'm extremely excited about and passionate about that I can bring to the table in the near future here. So if that's something that interests you or resonates with you, um, stay tuned because that's coming in the near future. So I just wanna wrap up this episode by saying, most often we don't take the time to understand why we don't have the things we desire, whether it's an amazing relationship, the body type of our dreams, the health, the confidence, the motivation, or the career that we desire. We might be confused as to why it's so easy for everyone else but you to achieve these things. Well, my friends, it's time to stop being confused. Seek clarity to understand the truth. Don't believe those unwanted, non-beneficial thoughts. Discover new insights, look deeper, beyond our potentially murky perception. Generate new thoughts and actions aligned to this new perception in order to live congruently with it. And you will, my friends, surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. Take care.